This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Over the next few weeks, our mission is to bring you interviews with key leaders and community members with information you can use while we work together to navigate the impacts of the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Tallahassee Business Podcast is presented by the 223 Agency, a digital relations firm. Hey there, Tallahassee. Welcome to another installment of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. I'm Jay Revel, your host, and we are delighted to be with you once again with another great episode, another wonderful story of people who are making Tallahassee such a wonderful place to do business and uh, really helping our community prosper and continue to grow. And today we've got another uh, great episode, another wonderful guest here with us. Uh, someone who uh, you might be familiar with his business. Uh, hopefully you're a patron there. And uh, as we've been talking so much recently about the COVID-19 pandemic, one of the areas that uh, we've been wanting to dive into is that of the retail industry. Obviously retail going through many changes in the world today. Uh, and we've got great retailers here in Tallahassee. Just like Scott Mafis, he is the president and CEO of Trail and Ski. Uh, you might know, uh, again, that company been around for a little bit, uh, great providers of uh, a variety of services uh, and goods here in our community, but I want to welcome Scott to the show, and we're going to have a little conversation with him about his business and uh, how things have been going recently. Scott, welcome to the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Hey, everybody. My name's Scott, just like he said, so um, this is my first time ever doing one of these, so I'm kind of nervous, you know, y'all have to bear with me just a little bit. I'm sure y'all hear that all the time though. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, you know, we try to make this thing as uh, easy as possible on everybody. And, uh, you know, I think every time we get someone with a new fresh story to tell, uh, those are some of our best uh, episodes often. And, and this will certainly be like that. Uh, Scott, tell me a little bit about yourself and just, uh, how you came into uh, uh, owning the business and uh, uh, and being a retailer. So, you know, I'm born and raised here in Tallahassee, uh, graduated from Lincoln High School, uh, graduated from college here at Florida State, married a local girl, you know, so both of our families have, uh, have are from right here in, in, in North Florida. Um, my mom owned a small business growing up, uh, Eden's Hallmark Shop, and my dad was a public store manager. Um, in fact, he pretty much hired every one of my friends uh, all through high school, and everybody worked for Mr. Mafis, um, as everybody called him, even, even his peers called him that. Um, and so that's where I started working uh, when I turned 16 and uh, worked at darn near every single store um, in not only our area, I opened a store in Valdosta. Um, and uh, after 22 years of, of working at Publix, and you know, as somebody that grew up in a Publix, you know, I had seen how it had changed from being family, and you know, everybody in every store to where, and it, and it needed to change because it couldn't stay that way and stay profitable and it had become a true business. Uh, even at a local level, it was still a true business. And, you know, the, it was something that probably struck me um, as a little harder than a lot of other people, seeing how it was just something that, you know, I grew up in, you know, all of the managers played baseball together and, and you know, they hung out together and, and they ate together and, and you're not able to do and have that kind of relationship 
today in the big corporate world. And so, you know, I'm, I'm driving around, uh, it's, it's 2016 and I'm driving all around Tallahassee trying to say, you know, what am I passionate about? What was I passionate about before I started working at Publix and, you know, putting in those 50, anywhere from 50 to 70 hours a week uh, and working at all different hours, you know, and, and I found myself sitting right here uh, about to walk into a store that was right down the, uh, the shopping center from where my mom had a shop, um, and that was the Trail and Ski Shop. And me being an Eagle Scout um, here in town, you know, it's hard not to, to go into a store like Trail and Ski and see all of this eye candy and, you know, everything that was going on. And it's one of those situations that uh, Trail and Ski had been here since 1975. And um, there was uh, a pre two previous owners before me. The first owner was not in it very long and it was called the Trail Shop at that point. And then when uh, J.C. Gayhart had purchased the store, in 1977 or 78, he had changed the store's name to the Trail and Ski Shop um, and started picking up um, snow ski uh, apparel um, for the clientele that was asking for that here. JC's one of those uh, very rare individual. You'd think he was a pastor because any person that had ever walked into his store and had spent money, he could tell you all the way down to the color of something that you paid for in in upwards of 30 years ago. So, you know, I, I we, we uh, my wife and I, we sit down and we look at all of the numbers and, and we make an offer and, and JC and I, we're able to uh, come to an agreement uh, that was mutually beneficial to both of us uh, in the purchase agreement. And I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of chit-chatting with him. And I was like, yeah, I remember, you know, um, when I was going to Philmont when I was a scout and I was 16, and I remember, you know, I, I came in and I bought, you know, a jacket from you, JC. And, and of course, JC kind of stops and he nods a little bit. And he says, yeah, that was a North Face jacket. It was a mountain light jacket. It was green. Um, you know, it's not very often that back in those days I'd sold a $400 jacket. And then your mom comes in and turns around and buys the inner liner for it for another 130 But I mean, and JC could tell every single customer what, they had purchased in the past and and he every person that walked in you know he knew exactly who they were and uh by name so and i buy the store everything you know is very different from operating at Publix in that you know at Publix i'm ordering from the warehouse essentially so everything is just in time i need that product tomorrow and i'm ordering it you know today and it's going to be here tomorrow well welcome to non-just-in-time ordering and I am now pretty much like a buyer at our warehouse because I'm essentially buying product eight months out and yes we get to modify that but then you you have this delicate balance between if I modify too much I lose all of my terms and now um, you know it, it costs me more to buy those things than than it did if I'd have left something. So, so now you're starting to play this totally different game um, than what we had uh, before at Publix. And um, so we go in and, and it's at about the one, and it may have been two months, Mark, um, 
you know, JC, he's outside and he's washing his car and he slips off his ladder and he breaks his hip. And so I now have a brand, a store that's new to me. It's got a very established clientele and our plan of this transition where he was going to like introduce me to every one of the customers that walks in for pretty much a year and, and all of this, and we were going to market, all of that fell to the wayside. And so like customers would come in and they'd say, Hey, is JC here? And you're like, no, um, he's, he's out for the day because it's not my place to tell him everything that's going on in JC's life that he's, that he's in the hospital or that he's not out. And then they just turned around and walked out. And so like right through the gates, I'm like, oh my gosh, if, you know, like he's been this, you know, the, the true captain of the ship. And if he's not there, they don't feel like they're getting good advice, which was, which was something very, very different from what I was used to dealing with at Publix, where, you know, the management, we did everything that we could to, to help train and educate our associates so that the manager didn't have to answer every single question that could possibly come up with everything. Cause you'd never get, you know, you'd never get anything done. And so, you know, trial by fire, um, we, we, he comes back at about six months or so and it's, and it's, you know, and then he just starts working for me and he works for me for, um, about, you know, a year and a half after that continuing. And, uh, he's still a great guy. He comes in periodically and, uh, you know, I, I remember the first thing that, that we go to market and, you know, I'm, I'm, we're sitting around and we're talking to all of these, uh, other business owners. And I'm like, so what, uh, what's something that you sell in your store that you would have never thought you would sell in the store. And, you know, one of the things that came around was, is that, you know, one of the ladies, she owns a surf shop. Uh, she's 500 plus miles from the ocean and she owns this surf shop in the middle of nowhere in, in Atlanta. And uh, she's selling ukuleles like fire. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so now we take in ukuleles and um, you know, on a whim. And of course, JC's over here going, I don't get it. I don't get it. And of course I'm over here going, well, what better to do around a campfire and play instruments and, and having a good time, you know, cause those were some of my fondest memories of scouting was, was the dads and we'd all play instruments and sing, you know, around the campfire. And so it wasn't long and we're selling ukuleles like fire. And while it's not as good as it was the second year, we still have a very steady ukulele business. And once everybody says, you know, that's, I understand because it's a small instrument. You can pack it anywhere. And we've got some of them that are made of plastic that you don't have to worry about warping and things like that. And everybody gets it at that point. And, you know, we'll have some kids come in and we'll teach them new songs when they, you know, it, the ones that, that have an interest. And, you know, so it's one of those things that uh, sometimes it even allows our, our parents to have an opportunity to shop. But um, so, you know, business, uh, had kind of, I, I believe, kind of gotten a little stagnant with, with JC after him having been there for um, darn near 40 years um, by himself. And, uh, you know, the, the merchandise a lot of times looked the same year after year. Um, it was very steady and the clientele was older. Um, clientele in the store, um, 
I would say probably was an average of 55 plus um, at the time that I that I bought the store. So I take in the store. I'm I'm ordering things a little bit different, and I ha I'm like um, building up inventory so that we have things to sell, um, new and interesting things. And you know, people would come in and and man, the store looks so full, you know, and, and this, that, and the other, and, you know, which as we, as business people know, you know, that can be a good thing and it can be a very bad thing too, because you've got a lot of risk in having all of that product uh, as well. And, you know, we went through my first uh, half year because uh, previously we were on a, uh, um, as a C corporation, you know, our business cycle ended in July. And uh, then now it, it, it ends in, in December. So we had a short inventory. We had a, a, a better than average year. And then the next year we had the best year that trail and ski had ever had. And so um, the third year wasn't quite as good. And then now that kind of brings us into our COVID year. Um, last year with, uh, with ski season being like it was that we didn't have the, uh, an, we were warm on this end of the country through through ski season. So we didn't have as good of a ski season this year. And so normally you would pick that right up into, into the spring with spring ski. And right there, right before spring break, that's when COVID hit. And so that kind of left us really with way too much inventory and stuff that's not gonna sell um, except to a clientele that is affluent and that's going somewhere to ski. And so, you know, we've had to do some pivoting um, and, uh, you know, we've had some successes and some things have uh, just been so-so. Um, a lot of our customer clientele, um, since I've owned the store, continues to trend younger than it was, um, but I still do have an, a very uh, mature base. Um, for a clientele that really and truthfully has not returned yet. Um, one success story that we've had uh, since COVID, um, and while it, is, it has been an utter fail for us thus far, has been our online sales. Um, our online sales uh, pre-COVID um, was, we were happy if, if I got one online sale a week, we were over here like, you know, cause that's a new customer. It was something that, you know, we um, had made that sale and it was like, woohoo, it's, it's somebody not in Tallahassee. And you turn around now and I'm getting four a day. Whereas, you know, before it was probably 1% of, it may be two at the absolute most percent of our total yearly sales since COVID, it's about 40% of our total sales. Wow. Um, and the, the first month when, once COVID hit all the way through the first of May, we were, you know, scrounging around somewhere around 30% of last year's sales. Um, we opted not to close. Um, we kept our online business, uh, rolling. I increased our Google budget, um, knowing that we did not have anything coming in on, on really in store. And that really did propel a lot of our Google sales um, to, to really kind of light up on fire. So 
now from May, um, when the governor actually opened up the state for the most part to, um, you know, for stage one, um, we're running at about 70% of uh, last year's sales. So we're definitely able to um, position ourselves to keep our people fed, um, that we can make sure that our bills are paid and that, that we're still where we need to be. So. Well, that's good. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive that you've been able to pivot like that and, and be able to, you know, at least get the revenue, you know, on a, on a course to catching up to where, uh, where you normally would be. Um, are you, are you excited to see, uh, some signs maybe that, uh, traffic may be coming back soon, you know, with the governor's new, uh, phase two of, of the reopening, it seems like, uh, it's a, certainly a signal to the public that, uh, it's, uh, quote unquote, safe to shop again. Yeah. But yet again, that, that, that older clientele is still leery uh, of being out and about. Um, I think we'll start seeing um, some new things in the market that we're not used to seeing. Um, and one place that we see that is uh, in our running store. So at the beginning of the year, um, Trail and Ski, uh, we opened a standalone even I say standalone, it's, it's two doors down. We've got the world nail salon between us, but we opened a um, specialty running store. Um, and that's, that store is called cadence running. And one thing that we have seen, and I'm sure that everybody that has been at home um, beating their head against the wall, trying to find every project that they could possibly imagine doing at home during this time uh, has seen is, is, is you, you drive up and down the streets in Tallahassee in the neighboring uh, surrounding areas and you see tons of people walking. You see them running, um, you know, with gyms closed. You, you, those people did not just up and just stop exercising, but they transitioned into exercising more outside. You see more and more people at the greenways. Um, and the effect that that has had is it's my understanding that the bike shops are telling me that there are no adult bikes available for sale in the United States. Um, try and find a kayak. There are no kayaks in the United States. They have sold out the entire pipeline of many of things, you know, that we consider to be, um, you know, outdoor adventure items that immediately you go, I, I hadn't, th I thought I was the only one that was thinking about, you know, spending time at the, at the, the springs and, and different things. And, and you're not, um, there's been a massive resurgence in, in the market in outdoor specialty retailers, um, that are more people are outside. I'm seeing in my business, um, even though we don't carry kayaks, we carry stand up paddle boards, um, you know, stand up paddleboard sales are selling. Um, but, you know, Birdlegs Bicycle Shops is right across the street, and, um, and they are constantly selling. And uh, Kristen, the, the manager over there, um, you know, she's saying that they're having a great year due to bicycle sales. Because, um, but now the flip side is, is they're about out, and they can't get anymore. So that's about to be a different problem for them. Um, but 
over here in the camping world, what we're seeing is, is that car camping is starting to, to be a resurgence. Um, people that they're saying, hey, I don't have anything to do with the kids because, you know, lots of these uh, camps, they haven't opened yet. And many of them are going to open in July. And yet they don't have anything to do with the kids. And they're taking their kids, you know, like we did when we were little kids that, you know, hey, everybody hop in. We're going to we're going to all sleep in this six person tent. Dad's going to or dad or mom or, or them together is going to cook on that Coleman stove uh, out there at the campgrounds. And, you know, you you've got this resurgence of car camping um, where families are back to go into our state parks and they're going to the mountains and they're going to the beach and you know, they're not just staying at, at, at the Holiday Inn Express. They're not just staying at, at the uh, ARBNBs and, and they're actually camping it, you know, saving some money and having a good time. So like my rental fleet on, uh, on camping stuff has been, has been doing really well. That's not something new that we have done, but we have seen a, a uh, resurgence of uh, renting more stuff that, that we uh, than we did last year. So those kind of things in our business are definitely up. Running shoes, um, you know, last versus last year in May, we were up 175% in running shoes versus last year. And it's not just simply because we now have a running store. It's that people are coming in and saying, I need shoes. And it's like they, they walk in a trail and ski and, you know, well, what are you doing? And, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm on the greenways or, or I'm just walking the neighborhood or what have you. Well, come on, let's, let's go find you some comfortable shoes to walk the neighborhood in over here at the running store. And, and they may get helped over there, but they've come into trail and ski first. And so we're seeing a lot of, of good trend on our outdoor stuff. And it's not like the ultralight backpacking stuff that we would normally sell in the spring where people are going, I'm planning on spending three months through hiking the Appalachian Trail for that 2,000 plus miles. And, you know, I need ultralight gear so that I'm not wearing, no, these are people that are coming in going, me and the kids are wanting to, to go to, to camp some, you know, I need a tent, you know, and that's been a, a success for us that hopefully will continue to build for us. That's very so. cool. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a big, um, golfer personally and you know just the golf industry has mirrored that for sure i mean mm -hmm. uh to your point about you know kayaks and camping gear things you can't get uh uh the the national supply of pull carts for golf courses completely went out it was crazy uh but yeah i mean people were coming back they're coming back to the outdoors in a big way and i, I just love hearing that, that those stories i mean you know I was, I was as i'm hearing you tell those tales i'm i'm remembering a lot of my own childhood and and going out with uh, a few different families and doing quite a bit of camping during the winter and things. And it is, you know, you see our parks are busy. Uh, my wife and I, we go walk down in Cascades Park quite a bit. And there's just, you know, people out enjoying uh, what makes our, our, uh, our hometown so great. And I'm just thrilled to hear that, uh, that people are doing that. You know, looking ahead, where, where do you think that's the beginning of something big for you, perhaps, uh, in the next few years? I think so. Um, you know, people will make memories and, and what I'm seeing is, is, as 
you know, generally like before we would have like that one person a year that comes in and they say, you know, I, I want to do some long-term camping and I've never camped before. And we would get that person like once a year. And typically it would be a, a, a middle-aged uh, female. And they'd be like, everybody tells me I'm crazy. And, you know, you'd be over here going, I don't think you're crazy. I'm just kind of jealous. I'm not going, <laughs> you know, and now, now I'm seeing, you know, like one of those people every other week. And so it's like, you know, we're, we're over here telling them, Hey, you know, we're going to help you get, be safe out here, but you know, we want you to come back here. To, let's, let's set up a time and I'm going to teach you how to make a fire and I'm going to teach you, you know, more about, um, you know, keeping your water filtered while you're out there and things like that, that your car campers don't, don't have to necessarily deal with, you know, your car camper is going to come in there with, with, uh, a jug of lighter fluid and he's going to spray the lighter fluid and, and, you know, and he's going to throw that match down and, and, you know, he's, he's going to look over at his, at his wife and his kids and he'll be like, ah, 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 I'm fire, fire, you know, and, and everything is, is like, he feels like this big, you know, he's, he's a man, you know, yeah. he's made fire now for the family and, you know, and, and he's like Prometheus and he's like, I'll show you how to, you know, how to make this uh, fire, you know, for the rest of your life. And, and all is good in the outdoors, but that's not necessarily the way that we do backpacking. And I love having um, people that are different, that I'm not used to seeing in the store, new customers, they come in and they say, I want to try this. And yet I don't know what I'm doing. And, and, and they almost come in and they're like embarrassed. And they're like, I don't want to tell you I'm new to this, you know, cause they don't want to get judged. Or, or what have you. And, it, and it's so exciting to us and the team because we're over here going, no, that's the future of our business. We, we want you in here. Come on, let's, let me show you how to pack your backpack when you get everything. You know, well, what, what, what do you have that's good? And what do you have that really you should think hard about taking? And what should you not take? And things like that. But those customers are, have, been, have been what really kind of keeps our camping stuff going is, is that kind of customer and the the returning scouts um and uh you know just regular everyday outdoorsmen but what we're really excited about are these car campers that are going to be taking their families and they're going to be forging new memories you know and the other thing that's i think that has really been a blessing to our outdoor communities is yes we all dealt with covid and we're still dealing with covid but lord Talk about beautiful weather this spring. Mm. I cannot tell you the last time I can remember not having a hundred degrees at night and through the day all the way this late. We have had just an absolute beautiful spring this year. And I think that has also helped propel people to be outside more. It's allowed them to transition from, hey, it's not cold and you know, it's not a hundred degrees. I'm not walking and it's 95 where it was like 82 in the day. And it's like 65 at night. And you see all of these people like in, in my community that everybody's just hanging out, um, on the driveways. And you, you know, you get this like, you know, uh, street party, which is, you know, everybody's kind of away from each other, you know, but you got like three or four families and we're all just kind of sitting down and, and just kind of, chit-chatting and talking about the day and this that and the other and you know it's been so nice getting to know your neighbors that you know you may not have known the way that you know now you know 
So, you know, it helps us relate with each other, I think. I totally agree with that. We, my wife and I, we have a toddler. Uh, she's a two-year-old little girl. And we spent so much time outside with her, you know, once we started working from home, all through March, all through April, all through May, you know, and, and it really wasn't until, um, you know, about, about Memorial Day weekend when it kind of started getting a little warm finally. But, yeah, yeah, we have been blessed with just this incredible uh, weather. And I think you're right. I think it has, has, has invited so many of us back outside. It's invited us to be, you know, nearer family and friends again and kind of to rediscover some of those things. And um, I think you're going to keep hearing the uh, uh, the store bell ring a lot. I think people are, are going to find that um, uh, as addicting as our screens and things can be, uh, that the outdoors uh, and being with people you love and know uh, so well is much more addicting, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. What, um, Scott, kind of uh, maybe to bring the things in for a landing, uh, what, what are some things that you wish people knew more about uh, about your businesses and uh, and what's the best way for people to find out more about, uh, about your companies? So um, we do have an online store, obviously, as we were talking about earlier. Um, that is www.trailandski.com. Um, if I had it do over again, I certainly would not have put an and because everybody wants to either put an ampersand uh, or spell it out, but it is actually spelled out in our name. Um, that inventory is live as to what is in the store. Um, but, you know, that's one of the, the biggest challenges that that Trail and Ski has had um, since it had to be there well before I was there. It's, you know, so many people still don't know about us. You know, they, um, I'm, I'm still pleasantly surprised and shocked how many referrals we get from, you know, while they're not our competition, they are in a similar business. We get tons of referrals from Bass Pro Shops. Um, we get lots of referrals from Kevin's Guns and Sporting Goods. We get lots of referrals from from dicks of all places where people are asking specific questions about footwear. They're asking specific questions about how I should pack and things like that. And they just refer them to us. So, but I'm still, um, you know, it's one of those that we still continue to struggle to figure out how to uh, reach that next generation that are not currently scouts that are not currently outdoor people um, and, and they may be hunters and fishers and, and you know, they spend tons of out t- outside time, but they're not necessarily uh, campers and they're not necessarily ski people. Um, so it's, it's always a challenge uh, how to reach that next generation. And uh, so, but to find out more of us, um, you're always welcome to call. Um, I'm, I'm here almost every day. Um, the, uh, and I have the best team that you, you can imagine. Um, we have nine people on staff. Um, I have almost every single one of them either is a long distance runner. We've got, we've got one that, uh, coaches, uh, until COVID she was a, uh, assistant, uh, volunteer head coach at Florida State for running, and she works over at Cadence. I've got one that was trying out for the Olympics and the triple jump um, over there at Cadence. 
we've got a number of, of, of our staff that are long distance runners. And then you've got the other side that we've got this core of Eagle Scouts that we camp, we hike. Um, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's one of the interesting dynamics is, is some of the, the campers, you know, are kind of started, they're getting into running for the first time and in our team and then the flip side as well some of our our runners are like you know i see you know you guys are are going on a mushroom hunt for for some of our awesome wild chanterelles here and and they're like can are you know are those going to get you high no they're not going to get you high we're not going to pick those kind of mushrooms we're we're picking ones to to set next to that uh you know slab of beef or chicken that you're going to have tonight you know, and they're, they're superb mushrooms, you know, and, and those are the kind of things that we are seeing some crossover and we do those events. Um, but, you know, as far as finding out more about trail and ski, I would just encourage them to come in, um, come in. We are in the Esposito shopping center, um, and meet my staff. We have the best people. And yet again, I have the coolest customers. You know, when, when I worked at Publix, one of the things that uh, we had two jobs at Publix that everybody wanted to do if you worked in the grocery department. Um, if the store had a liquor store, you wanted to work a little bit in the liquor store. And if you, uh, and everybody wanted to learn about wine, okay? And so as much as, as all of us look back and we go, I wonder why that is, and I, but I can tell you exactly why that is, is everybody would come in and, and they would say, I've, you know, I've had a rough day today. I want something to take my mind off of it. Or, hey, we're planning a party and we're going to have some good times and we're going to have, you know, relaxing drink. Or I've had a bad day and, you know, and so you got all of those, but those people would leave that before they ever walked down the aisle. And ever since, you know, being over here at Trail and Ski, that is my customer. Not saying that, you know, they're, they need to be going to meetings or they're drinking too much. But what I'm saying is, is that I have the nicest people because when they walk in, they're going to go somewhere or, you know, and they want to share about their planning of their trip. And, and they're going to, they're, they're excited about having a great time. They're, they're, they're going somewhere out of the country. They're, they're going, you know, and we're, we're helping make sure that they've got what they need to, so they can plug in their iPhone in Rome or, you know, they're going to Australia and they need, you know, different kind of stuff to, to be in the outback and, you know, and we help outfit those people and, and, but, you know, everybody can get those, that kind of gear. If they know what they're looking for, you can get that stuff online, but you can't get the personal experience that you can get in a store like ours. And that is what you get at Trail and Ski is that kind of, of personal interaction from every one of my staff members. They are excited to hear about your trip. When, when they know that you, you've gone, they want you to come back and bring, show some pictures. They want to hear about it. And, and they're genuinely excited for people to have a good time outdoors. And that's how you can best learn about trail and ski, I think. I think that's fantastic. You know, it's um, so wonderful to hear that, you know, you've got a team that is so encouraged they're they're great teachers to your customers uh that they're providing really a a, a a true shopping experience i think that is is truly the way that uh retailers will have to um uh, you know really showcase why you should be coming into a brick and mortar store versus just 
uh, you know, buying the basics online. But I, I just think that's fabulous. I, I, Scott, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us today and uh, telling us a little bit about how your, how your, your company's been um, responding during the pandemic and, and pivoting uh, to some new opportunities. And I think your insights have just been wonderful. And uh, it sounds like to me you've, you, you found your course of action for the next few years, which is just teaching people how to be outdoors again. Uh, and selling them the goods they need to do so. I, I think that's a, a, a fabulous way to go about the business and uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck. And again, I want to tell you just how much we appreciate you spending some time with us here on the Tallahassee Business Podcast. And again, talking about your business, uh, folks, uh, people like Scott, uh, they, they're a huge part of our local economy. They're our, our local retailers. Uh, they've got these great in-person stores that are putting local people to work and uh, when you get a chance, whether it's, uh, you know, just after work or maybe on your weekend, go stop in and see Scott and the team and, 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 and ask them about how you can get back out in the great outdoors and, and how you can have a great uh, learning experience with their team so that you can have something you can really enjoy with your family and friends. Uh, Scott, thanks again for being with us. We appreciate you so much. Um, uh, look forward to seeing you around, hopefully at the store real soon. All right. Thank you. You got it. Uh, and folks, as always, you can uh, learn everything about uh, folks like Scott uh, and other local businesses and resources that are available to them at our website, www.talchamber.com. That's T-A-L-chamber.com, where you can also find every episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. And we hope that you'll give us a, uh, a listen, as always. And Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening device. And if you get a chance, leave us a review and tell your friends about the show. Thanks as always for listening. And we'll look forward to bringing another guest to you again very soon. Take care.